Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by Try Vegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today is Monday Motivation, and this is all about clearing out the clutter I'm going to have a great acronym for you, but I'm first going to read you a quote from William Morris. Have nothing in your house that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. William Morris. So clearing out the clutter. Why is this so important? I think I've talked about organization, organizing the body, organizing the house, organizing the rooms and how that organizes your nervous system, how we feel better innately when things have order and are clear of clutter. I am not the best to be speaking of this, but I'm trying, each year I get better. Like, let's put it that way. My husband is good in in ways that I am not as good. And so we actually balance each other out. He doesn't like clutter, but he also can you know, leave sticky counters. So I'm like really against dirt and stickiness and I can kind of shove clutter on the side. So we work, we balance each other out. But I think this is a season of transition, whether you're in the Northern or Southern hemisphere. And anytime we're in transitional seasons, it's really metaphorical to think of transitions in our life and how we want to make those transitions cleaner and crisper and possibly change some stuff up that doesn't seem to be working well for us. And so we always talk about spring cleaning, you know, that kind of thing. And that's really, there's something to it. It feels amazing to get yourself in order, get your house in order. And then there's a lot of symbolism to that. And I I really liked and appreciated the quote of like saying, like getting rid of stuff that isn't give useful or beautiful. You know, there's, look at, I, when I read that quote, I looked around the room and I immediately just like kind of free of attachments, just looked through my eyes and, and started just saying, 
is that useful? Is that beautiful? Is this? And it was just interesting how much stuff I had that was didn't really fall into either category completely. So here is the acronym that might help you clean up shop. So C is clutter. So clutter is always kind of the first thing that's easier to tackle. Maybe someone would say, you know, everybody's different, but clutter is the stuff that is just cluttering up, like stuff on your desk, stuff on the kitchen countertop, that place on the stairs that you put everything, you know, hoping that somebody's going to take it up. There, We all have, I think, probably pockets of clutter in our house, in our apartment, in our abode, wherever we're dwelling. And in our car, you know, what is the clutter that you can immediately just clear out? Because that will start to motivate you. Like when you see like, oh, that clutter, like just clearing that a little bit, I already feel incentivized to do more. So go to the clutter and and whatever way you like to organize it, whether it's like mail that needs to go out, bills that need to be paid, stuff that needs to be filed. This is like a random hairband, you know, like sift through it and then, and just do it. That's a lot of a lot of the times clutter is just things we don't want to think about at that moment. And then these pot this pile just keeps on coming up. So declutter first. Go into the clutter. L. Go into the layers, the duplicates. How many things do we have that we don't need? Yes, it, we might have one or two things that are useful, but do we need seven of them? <laughs> you know, we have a lot of layer and duplicates, and it's this. It's this kind of, maybe it's hardwired from an evolutionary standpoint. We just need to stockpile stuff. But I mean, look at the way people responded to, at least in the United States, to toilet paper. You know, they they just bought tons of it with the fear that it might not be there. And that's a whole other issue. But what have you done besides that kind of thing in a non-pandemic that you just have created layers, layers of t-shirts. How many white t-shirts do you have? How many, you know, old t-shirts that you don't even wear do you have? How many duplicate aprons do you have? How many duplicate, you know, knives or whatever it is, just look through and just think, do, is everything in here necessary? If I have one of these, is that, isn't that enough? This also is a great just strategy for getting really clear on what matters and then trying to give what what extra stuff you have to somebody who would need it. You know, if it's not being used by you and it's just there because for the day that something else will happen, I think this is a great, again, emotional exercise of of not hoarding and, and giving when we have extra things, you know, that we're not using. So look at the layers of things, meaning multiple stuff and the duplicates. E, empty the junk drawer, that hidden spot you know, that we all have where we, we don't want to see it cluttered on the counter and we just put it in a drawer. That's not really fulfilling, but it's, it's not very fulfilling to do, but it's really fulfilling when it's over, when you clear out the junk drawer and you're like, okay, here's a key from five years ago. I don't even know what it's to. Boom. You know, it's just like going through this process, this exercise of, is this necessary? Is this useful? Is this beautiful? Because in the drunk drawer, most likely it's not something that's beautiful because you're, you know, not looking at it. You stuffed it in there. So what is it actually doing in there? And we do this with clothes. We do this, you know, we hold on to stuff that we just think we might use. And I think it's a, it, 
it, again, this is a privileged issue to have if you have a bunch of extra stuff of things, but it doesn't even mean that there's a lot of money that went into it. It could just be, I've seen people like hold on to, you know, a thousand Ziploc bags, you know, it's like, okay, well, I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but what is it, is it useful to have a thousand? Next, A, this is the, this is where you really, when you've gone through some stuff or you could do this after you've kind of identified all these different areas, you assess and acknowledge the two A's, assess and acknowledge how you feel when you see clean, clutter-free space. Because what we want to do is build in a feedback loop. And I've noticed I've done this over the years. It's been slow. But, you know, my husband, for instance, got in, he's always brings me coffee in bed. And then he would often make up the bed because I would just get out, me going and doing my things. And he's just like, he's fast and furious and efficient. And he just like, and then he's now in the last maybe year or so, really bit gotten into exercising, meditating super early in the morning. And he'll he'll pause whatever he's doing, bring me coffee, and then go back to doing what he's doing. So I now have been in the position of making the bed. Now I know when I get out of bed and I shuffle around and stuff, eventually he would come upstairs and make the bed. And then I did that sometimes. But there was this feeling of suspended waiting of, of things not being all kind of sorted out when I did that. And he never made me feel bad about it, but it was just even me like walking in the room and noticing like, wow. So then I started making the bed and then I would really look at the, I know this sounds weird, but I would look at that and notice how it made me feel. And so I, over time, really... I built this feedback loop in where it's it's hard for me not to want to make up the bed now because it just doesn't look, the room doesn't look um, inviting. You know, it looks, again, it looks kind of like I'm still half asleep versus when I get the bed made, it looks like ready to start the day. But that took some time because there were, let me tell you, honestly, there were years if I had gotten out of the bed and he hadn't made it up, I would walk through the room and the bed would be unmade and it didn't bother me at all. So it's like I had to pause and really assess and acknowledge how it felt for me and my nervous system when I made the bed and saw it made. Because then when I didn't have it that way, it didn't feel good. And I knew, hey, take the time, make up that bed. It takes two minutes. So assess and acknowledge how it feels for you when you see the cleanness, when you see the clutter-freeness, even if it's stage one of it. Because the feedback loop to clean more and to declutter more will be there and will be built. And then the final thing of clean is going back to that quote, nothing but beauty or usefulness vow. You're going to take the vow for nothing but beauty or usefulness and really be honest about like what is beautiful and what is useful. And beautiful could be like what speaks to your heart. Like I have a couple of sayings up on my windowsill and some people would think, no, that's kind of, you know, it's not so clean to have these little like wooden sayings, but I love them because I see them every day. And one of them is every moment matters. And I see that and it's just, whoo, I love it. To me, that's beautiful. It's a reminder to be in that moment, to enjoy life, whatever worry or 
aggravation, it just like seems to disappear when I see that, that sign. And I have lots of little signs around my house like that. For me, those are signs of beauty. Of course, that's also a sign of usefulness. And so I would just encourage you to define it to truly match what you feel is useful and beautiful. And then anything else could be cleared away, maybe. Think about that. Because again, I think the clean and organized house, room, apartment, space of dwelling is going to help you feel clearer and more clutter-free in your nervous system, which really translates to being calmer, less anxious, less stressed, less reactive, and more just integrated, more present. So I am I'm calling all of us to do this because it is not as natural to me as it is to some, but I know the benefits of it because I have hardwired some of this in there and it's still ongoing. It's still ongoing for me as well. So let's clean up and feel better in all the ways we can. This is something again that we can control in in a state of the world where a lot of things are out of our control. We can always control how we live, how we respond, how we give. And so think of those things. And as always, I'm pulling for you. 